Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and for the latest updates and from it, information you can find me on twitter at professor sides you can find my cousin jared on twitter at cousin jared this college football episode covers select games from week eight of the 2022 season including all the midweek games in case you're here check out the webpage on the banner for a primer and explanation that's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new you can pause if need be otherwise the goals for this episode are to share key information about these games Give you a few things to think on and explain why certain plays are being made. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. We will make a pick on every game, but you should take what you like and leave the rest. Remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll provide our loves, likes, and leans as A, B, and C grade picks to indicate our confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. However, please understand. Good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say we'll be profitable each and every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Because, uh, Jared, I feel like episode one went pretty well, you know, uh, collaborating here on our picks. Yeah. I feel like that was the easy one. I feel like today's going to be the real test of this, how well this works with both yeah. of us just staring at each other and being like, well, here's a game. <laughs> yep. And it will be played. And we'll go from there. Something will happen, right? I think the other... Uh, issue uh at least for me personally uh, i went to the state fair today um ate like i don't know nine thousand calories of pure sugar and fried carb goodness so mm-hmm. uh if i just fall asleep in the middle of the episode just carry on without me because i'm not sure i'm like in a coma at this point yeah hey m- everybody else in my house has the flu so i may just pass out in the middle of this Wh- who's to say what will happen I mean, we're like playing through injury on this one. It should be a good yeah. show. I don't know if it's going to go off the rails. We'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> it should be fun or entertaining or something. Yes. Uh, but before we get to that, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you are yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you don't miss any of the college basketball and your college football content that this channel provides. We've also got that Patreon page for those of you looking to support the show and get extra benefits. Membership starts at just three bucks per month. Get you the play of the day, the plays of the day. Our college football plays of the time slot last two weeks have just been crushing it. Uh, it also gets you just a quick little write-up and or an alert for all the extra plays we make. No, um, we did five of them already yesterday on numbers that either moved or were moving the wrong direction. Wanted to grab them where they were, got better, added a unit on a couple. So uh, all that's on Patreon. And three bucks a month gives you just a, a ton of benefits there. And then you could do a little bit extra and get even more. And, and let's go off the rails right away. The, the Ken oh, all right, college, let's do it. college basketball rankings came out. And so, I mean, that is right around the corner for, for anybody oh, who might yeah. be inter- interested in that. Jake is excited. I, I know the professor here is excited to get sideline, you know, get all the inputs for his model ready for that. I mean, college basketball is going to be here before we know it. I, I would excited probably isn't the right word, um, <laughs> but it's happening. It will be yeah. happening. College basketball is a lot of fun. I love the early part of college basketball. Uh, yeah. I feel like the model back to back years in the last two years has just tore it up uh, early on. So I'm looking forward to that. It's yeah. the grind of college basketball because there's so many games and it just mm-hmm. college football is a grind, but it's a fun grind. Baseball is a grind, but it's my favorite sport. College basketball is a grind. But at the end, there's just like we get all those Friday episodes. Where we're talking like yeah. Harvard Brown. 
Like, man, I don't oh, even yeah. know what we're doing here. Yeah, Harvard Brown and, and Maction on, that, on, yeah. the, on the court. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, that is the the reason that Jake is here is because yes. it, it is to help, his, to help his carry baby. some of the load there. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, let's get to the college football games this week. Uh, all lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up, link in the show description. And current as of the time of this recording on uh, Tuesday. A disclaimer, I guess we'll have to say now, uh, by the time I, I, you know, we're talking about these live, I, I literally pull the lines right before we come on. Um, we'll talk about them and then I will go lock what we say right after the show. The line might move a little bit actually. So what you're going to see in the spreadsheet is just a couple of different numbers from what we locked in because it moved in that like 30 minutes or hour. I don't think it's going to happen as much in episodes two and three because the movements will happen as much. It's probably going to be more of an episode one thing. I think we got Oklahoma State uh, plus four uh, we talked about it plus three and a half on the show. We locked, I locked it at plus four. Now it's up to plus. Let's just talk about that. Talk about that first, real quick. The Oklahoma State situation. Um, it, it's up to plus six, plus six and a half now. I don't know if it'll get to seven. Um, the speculation there Spencer Sanders didn't practice last week, uh, looked fine last week. Uh, People have said maybe his accuracy is down a little bit now since he suffered an injury a couple of weeks ago. But I mean, he played in the game. Yeah. I kind of don't make too much of it. I kind of think if he's played last week, he's probably going to play this week. It, there was no hit that made him wince in that game that made it seem like he made things worse and have to come out for a play. So I assume he'll play. Uh, Gundy's being real coy about if he's practicing or not. So I think that number's gone up because it's like, oh, well, he's not telling us he's practicing, but I mean, he didn't practice last yeah. week. So. I don't know. Maybe that makes it a little bit more of a concern. Uh, honestly, I'm not sure it matters with regards to the Texas defense. I really think Oklahoma State's going to put up a lot of points either way. Yeah, um, I agree. I was going to say, do you have any other extra thoughts to add to that one? I, I, this isn't backed up by facts, but it just feels like any time that Texas is going to Stillwater, it's going to be a close game. So, you know, it, it almost feels like anybody could be starting a quarterback for, for Oklahoma State, and this game would yeah. find a way to be close. So I, I'm like you. I think Sanders is going to play, but I feel good about the, especially now, six and a half or whatever it is, um, kind of yeah. regardless. Yeah, no, and I've heard some people talk about it. it's not a crazy strategy, just kind of saying, let's just wait. And if he gets a seven, great. If not, six is still a great number. I think that's a fine yeah. strategy, too. If he gets a seven, even better. But, um, yeah. If, if it doesn't, I still, yeah, I'm like six, six and a half, whatever. I think it's all good numbers at that point. Yeah. Uh, I think it's going to be, a, I think it's gonna be a wild fun game um, yeah. in, in Stillwater. Uh, we're going to cover all the midweek games. we got a Wednesday night game here, 730 Eastern. Georgia State and Appalachian State. Um, Appalachian State's a nine and a half point favorite here. Sideline says 10.1. Um, According to the model, there's not really an edge on either side. Uh, total is 59. I'm curious if you have a total take on this one. I don't at the moment, other than what I'm about to say, might actually influence our thoughts on the total. And I'll let you react to that. But looking at this one, I like Appalachian State here. Um, I like laying the nine and a half. My thought process here is that Georgia State runs the ball a lot. They actually have, I think, more rushing yards per game than passing yards. And Appalachian State's run defense is actually a lot better than their pass defense. And I think you kind of saw that when Appalachian State played North Carolina, right? They got passed on all right. day. Yeah. But when you have a team that wants to run the ball against them, they're they're a lot a lot more stout. So I think what it's a it's a strength on strength type thing. And I think that Appalachian State's defense is better than Georgia State's running offense. I think that frustrates them. I think that makes Georgia State one dimensional. I kind of like laying the nine and a half here, uh, but it's not a huge model edge. So that's just kind of my direction I would go. I'm curious if you agree or disagree with that. What I would say about this game is 
Georgia Southern, or yeah, not excuse me, not Georgia Southern, Georgia State. Um, I remember sideline went against them with, with Coastal Carolina earlier this season, and Coastal Carolina covered easily in that game. And Coastal Carolina hasn't covered easily in, in mm. many of their games this season. Uh, Georgia State would be kind of the exception to that. Uh, so, so I think that I kind of would lean towards it if the if sideline saying that there's an edge against Georgia State, I would tend to believe that. Uh, but the other thing is, I think the last time we saw this App State team, they were losing to Texas State. And I think that and that I took might, Texas State sideline said Texas State to be fair you you did <laughs> and, and I think what we might have been seeing there is literally had there been any team ever that had the the stretch of games that App State had right. had this season from the North Carolina game to the AM game to the James Madison game or no yeah James Madison game they lost I, who did they play the week right after AM was game uh, they was there was it Troy was, I, yeah, I don't remember I, I can't remember who, who uh, it Troy was, sounds but, right yeah yeah and so just like all these crazy games in a row I feel like that Texas State game was just I wouldn't say necessarily a letdown spot but just like kind of the uh, a peak moment after all of these yeah. things that had happened it was just like the perfect storm of these kids were probably exhausted and, and everything so I think App State was off last week. Got, got a bye week there to rest and recruit, and I think they come out and play really well in this game. So I say let's make it a B grade on, on okay. App State here, laying the 9 and That's a half what I was thinking too. Because I feel good about that um, here. The total, man, I've got nothing for you on this It's one. interesting. It's it's around a key number here on a key number, mm-hmm. right? And it's But I'm with you. It's kind of like, I don't know. And, and yeah. I think the Appalachian State shutting down the Georgia State running attack – I don't know if that lends itself to be a higher scoring game or a lower scoring game, right? Because you can mm-hmm. kind of play it either narrative. And so again, we, our key, our goal here is to give you some things to think of, think about, especially as a standalone game. So a lot of y'all want to play this game. I don't blame you. It's 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 fun to have you know one, one game on and a baseball game on and have money on. I totally get it. Um, and so if you're looking to play this total, I think my thought process is maybe uh, see how you think the game's going to play out. Because if, if I'm correct, and App State's run defense shuts down Georgia State's run defense you could make the argument that that makes Georgia State just not score very many points and go under because yeah. App State's not going to get the 59 themselves, almost assuredly. Um, yeah. You could also make the argument, though, that shutting down that run game makes Georgia State one-dimensional, makes them pass a lot more passes, leads to higher points. So it's kind of a yeah. choose-your-own-adventure, and I think that kind of determines which way you go, but a fairly key number here at 59, so <laughs> one yeah. where you can uh, go either way and and make a good case uh, as long as it stays here, right? If it goes starts going up or down, now you're getting off that key number, and now you, you want to go the opposite direction. Of course. Yep, yep. Uh, so again, be great play for us on app state minus nine and a half passing on the total, uh, Thursday night. we got two games, seven 30 Eastern Virginia at Georgia tech. <sighs> what do you do with either one of these teams? To be honest, like I'm, I think I mentioned this about a different game. I'm fascinated for this game. And I don't think I'm going to learn a dang thing because nope. both of these teams have been all over the map. And so when something happens, I'm going to be like, cool. What does this mean? Like, I don't really have an anchor point here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to dive too much into the issues here, but Georgia Tech playing better with the interim coach, Virginia, I don't know, probably not, but still probably more talented. Um, I'll say the sideline says that this should be Georgia Tech minus 1.4, has Virginia barely ahead of Georgia Tech in the ratings, but both of them in the 80s. So, I mean, you're talking about neither team the model really believes in. Um, I, I My lean would be take the three with Virginia reluctantly and just say, I don't know what the heck's going to happen. Give me a field goal. Um, mm-hmm. 
I don't feel strong about that though. So I feel like if if you kind of lean the same direction, I think we can grab the three with a B grade pick. Otherwise, I, I feel like it may be another one of the C grade picks for us here because this game is just hard to figure out. Um, total forty seven. What are your thoughts on this one? I I have no feelings at all about this game. Uh, so you you would lean taking the three points with Virginia. That's probably the the smart play. I just can't forget what I've seen with Virginia all season. And, uh, you know, Georgia Tech, yeah. if, you know, winning had, two had games a right after, to get things right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I just feel like maybe there's there's some belief with Georgia Tech that they haven't had in a while. And I feel like Virginia has the exact opposite of that. There's just like no belief at, at all at, at this point. Um, man, 47 is really low. Uh, but I don't know how you could watch either of these teams this year and go over. I I personally, I I would not play under this number either, but at the same time, like, I don't know how you could feel good about over after what we've seen from the Virginia offense are all season. It's just been all season. It's been bad. Yeah, I agree. I think it's under or pass. The question is what number are you buying in at on the under? Is it, is it 48, 48 and a half, 49, yeah, I guess maybe 48 and a half, uh, maybe because it's, you know, 40, like, I obviously want to be like, actually, I, I just have no idea. I would almost say like 51 because I, I know it's never it would never get to 51. But I just I, this is one of those games yeah. where I just have no confidence at, at all in anything. You can tell me anything mm-hmm. would happen in this mm-hmm. game. I would believe anything mm-hmm. could happen in this game except Virginia scoring 45 points. I don't think that would happen. Anything else you told me that would happen yeah. in this game, I would believe you. Yeah, yeah, I I kind of agree. So let's let's go Virginia plus three, uh, C grade pick. Okay. Uh, again, that's it. That's no units on that one. We're not we're not going to affect our bankroll for that, but we are going to say that's our official lean in case you want to pick them. Uh, the kind of thought is just smart plays, take the points. But goodness, uh, yeah. if you could avoid this game, it's probably worth avoiding. I I I think under is if you have if you're if you're just saying. It's a Thursday night game and you want to be invested. I think go under. I'd still go under 47 if I wanted to be invested. It's under or pass. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, I might be a little bit more aggressive. I think I might go under 48 would be maybe my buy point. Mm-hmm. I don't really like under 47. I just, I'm not going over 47. I'm not going over right. unless you told me. I mean, I'd have to have, if you gave me like 35, I'd say over, but mm-hmm. <laughs> it's never yeah. going to happen, right? So yeah. yeah. Uh, other Otherwise, I feel like 48, I'd start, I'm starting to really think about the under at 48. But if I had to, I'd still go under 47 because I, I guess I'm not taking the over with these two yeah. teams. Uh, there's yeah. no way. Yeah, and if you want to have any action on a Friday night, there's another game on Friday night that is going to be a much Thursday. better game in my – excuse me. If you want a game on Thursday night, I think there's going to be a much better game on Thursday night that, that you should maybe pay a little bit of attention to. What a segue. Here we go. Uh, Troy in South Alabama. Uh, there's actually a, a really good game Thursday and a really good game Friday. I'm really stoked for the midweek games here later in this one, uh, this week. Uh, Troy at South Alabama here. South Alabama is a three-point favorite. Sideline says – South Alabama minus three. So Zyline says Vegas, yeah, nailed it. Uh, mm-hmm. Total is 46 and a half. Uh, what's your take on this one? 
Buy point on the under is 48. If this gets to 48, I think this is a really good underplay. We've seen too many times this season that this is just the type of game that Troy wants to play. They are comfortable uh, mucking it up and keeping it really low scoring. So uh, I, I definitely like even maybe like 47 and a half, you could maybe talk me into the under there. I, I definitely play it at 48. 47 and a half, I, I would think about it. Um, and kind of going along with that, uh, you know, I know you said sideline says this is is set pretty well, but I would lean towards taking the three points just because in a low-scoring game, who the heck knows uh, what could happen. You know, this could easily end up, you know, 21-20 or something like that. And, and so yeah. I think three points is going to go a, a long way in a game that could potentially be this low-scoring. Or like 16-14, right? Where it's like, how yes. do you get to 16? How many, field, how many field goals you have to kick to get to 16? Right, don't do that. But yeah. one of those weird numbers that you don't get to because it's just a bunch of field goals, right? Yeah. Um, I, I, I tend to agree. I think my take on the side on this one is very much the same as the other Thursday night game is. I don't know. Give me the field goal. And so I kind of feel the same about both of them. You mm. like Troy a little bit more. That's enough, mm. I think, for since we're collaborating here, a B pick on Troy plus three, whereas mm-hmm. we have the C pick on Virginia plus three, because uh, you, you like Troy more than Virginia, and I kind of like them both the same. I kind of just think, uh, take take the take the field goal, take the points yeah. Uh, yeah. in these situations. And, and the totals are pretty similar. They should be pretty similar games. It's just one of them feels exciting. One of them's better talent. The other one just feels depressing. <laughs> what, yeah, what, one of them potentially a spot in the, the Sunbelt Championship game on yep. the line. So I think these are the yeah. two best teams in the, in the Sunbelt West. You know, last season, this was a Mountain West show. Uh, this season has definitely yeah. been a Sunbelt show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, moving to Friday, Tulsa at Temple. Uh, Tulsa's a 13-point favorite. Total is 53. Uh, Temple, obviously not good. Temple's ranked 118. Uh, Tulsa ranked 82nd. There was a time when I was like eyeing Tulsa and a little more excited about them, and that's um, falling apart, I guess is what yeah. I would say. Uh, Sideline says this should be Tulsa minus 10. Getting 13 is a pretty strong edge going that at the 10, you go from the push to the win. At 13, you go uh, from the loss to the push. Pretty strong edge here, according to the model. Grabbing the 13 with Temple. I'm not sure I backed Temple this season yet. So, I mean, this is kind of like Mm. telling me something here that we're finally on Temple. Um, I like Temple plus 13. Uh, it feels like B great pick just because Temple's so bad. It's hard to feel like I love it. It feels more like I like it. That's just my perspective. I'm curious to hear what yours is. Sure. Let's give a a B grade on Temple. (laughs) I just can't get the Tulsa Navy game out of my head, seeing Navy do something that they have literally have not done in years at, at this point and just completely tore apart that that Tulsa uh, defense. So I think I would probably agree. Um, I think Temple could make this game ugly and yeah. and uh, you know the 13 points could become pretty valuable and I would yeah. also I feel pretty good about the under in this game the under 53 um, I, I know I, I you know alluded to something similar when when um, Temple played UCF and that game had I don't know like 70 or 80 points but that has that is so much the exception to how Temple has played their games uh this season it is a com- almost a complete outlier so um I feel like this total may be inflated just a little bit based on that last game that Temple had with with UCF so I would still definitely lean towards the under 53 here my fear on this under and I just let me reflect this back to you Tulsa this season gave up 40 to Wyoming and that was a weird game so mm. It went to overtime. There were some weird turnovers. Yep. Let's just ignore that one, okay? You have 35 to Northern Illinois. 
not good. They give up 35 to Ole Miss. Okay, they give up 31 to Cincinnati. But at some point, we got to stop making excuses for them. And all these numbers are above 30. <laughs> and of course, they give up yeah. 51 to Navy. Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know because Temple's offense isn't great. And like we talked about their game plan is to ugly this up. But it's like, if they're ever going to score, it's going to clearly be off this Tulsa defense that's like paper thin. It, it feels one of those uh, unmovable objects and whatever, right? Those old sayings. Because it's like... Yep. I, Tulsa feels like they allow points to everybody, but Temple's offense isn't one going to be one to live the scoreboard either. So, like, even with knowing that, is that you're still feeling under fifty three? I mean, if you if you don't feel strongly about it, then I would say let's just say fifty five. Everybody's okay. favorite key number. If this is at fifty five, right. play the under at fifty five. All right, all right. There you go. There's our buy point. Then fifty five. I like that a little better. So if it gets there, okay, there we will add that. If not, we will pass on it. And if and if this game ends up like fourteen to thirteen, then uh, <laughs> next fine. next time I'm I'm doubtful of a, of an under next week. We'll we'll just roll with it. Uh, That's fine. <laughs> the other Friday night game, the uh, the, the interesting one here, uh, UAB yeah. Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky is a two point favorite. Total is fifty seven. Sideline says should be Western Kentucky minus one. Um, I, I mean, we've talked, we've talked leading up to the, some of these small conference games here as big games, exciting games. Uh, we, we talked about this last week as a look ahead spot potentially for both of these teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, now we're here. So what is your, what is your vision of this game now that we finally made it? Can I abstain from like having to make any picks on this game? I am just, ex- I am excited uh, about this game. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, you know, definitely like one of the, the top conference USA games that you're looking forward to uh, for the entire year. Uh, I mean, I don't know. This is one, and you know, I don't usually say this very often, but this is one where I think maybe a, a live bet would, would be mm-hmm. uh, beneficial just see how this game plays out because these two teams want to play vastly different styles. Yeah. And I think you're probably going to be able to watch five minutes of this game, eight minutes of this game, and you're going to have a pretty good idea of, of how it might turn out. If the teams are going up and down the field, you want to be on Western Kentucky. And if things have slowed down quite a bit, you want to be on, on UAB. It's really killing me that it's only two points here with, with UAB. I think if uh, either team were getting a field goal, that's where I would say, you know, I, I want to take the team that, that's getting the field goal. So so the the two is kind of cramping cramping my style there. 57, again, like who, who's going to control the, the pace of, of this game? Um, I think – if I had to pick, and I'm, I'm not saying that this should be a big grader. I have I have a lean. I'm, I have a lean. I'm curious if you go the same way. If so, uh, we're, if so, we're doing it. Okay, I, I would say over. Uh, oh, the, the the 57 because I I just think that Western Kentucky they even if they're if they're down they they could be passing the ball a lot, running a lot of plays, trying to get caught up, and if if not, um, that means that they're winning the game and they've put up a bunch of points, and, and so I just. I think I would. I think I see more ways this game goes over than than I do under. I've been burned on the Western Kentucky over for the past two weeks, and so mm-hmm. I'm thinking mm-hmm. under yeah. because of that. Uh, yeah. There were only 52 points in their game against Middle Tennessee, in the game against UTSA, which we all thought would be a barn burner. Uh, there were only 59 points. Mm. the The counter to that, really, the only counter to the under is the game Western Kentucky played against Troy and Troy would probably be the closest yes. analogy we have here. And that game did get to 61. So that's, if it yeah. wasn't for that game, I would say under, but that game has me a little bit scared. So, so, so yeah. So, so it sounds to me like we've just, we've talked ourselves out of the total. 
I think you're right. I think you're right. And I don't think we have a good feel for the side either. Uh, my, my thought, I think uh, you're right. I would take three with UAB. Um, I might lay two with Western Kentucky as the lean just because it's less than three and it's hard to mm-hmm. win by one. So, I mean, I think my my lean would be Western Kentucky minus two. Um, but I, I, I'm like, I think it's priced really well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. This, this might be the toughest game that that we've you know since we've gone to this new format. This might yeah. be the toughest one to give a C grade on on, on the side. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, all right, so noon Eastern on Saturday, Syracuse and Clemson. Hey, y'all, I've been on Clemson a lot this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like my record on Clemson has been pretty dang good going back to middle of last season. Uh, zigging and zagging a little bit last uh, last year. I'm I'm zagging now. I've been on Clemson all season. I'm gonna take the thirteen and a half with Syracuse. Noon start, early kick, sleepy crowd. I think this is too many points. I think that Syracuse offense is just good enough to put up a few points on Clemson. And their defense is just good enough to slow down Clemson's offense. I think Syracuse is just good enough to lose by 10. I think they lose by 10. Sideline says 12. I'm getting 13 and a half. Because you're you're with me. Or or not. Well, to quote... um... I, I don't know who, whichever character it was from the Dark Knight. Um, you, you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain. And and we have just completely flip flopped on this because <laughs> I want to lay the points with Clemson. I just like what I've seen from Clemson this season. They have been good to us. You've talked about it, and and this this is definitely one thing that is clouding my judgment. Is I somehow have watched quite a bit of Syracuse football this season. I'll be, I'll be damned if they're not like one of the top 10 luckiest teams in FBS. And it's like, it's that's reflected in the model, right? It it should be, but like, it's it's just, you know, is it, is it like a half a point or (laughs) a point? Because that's really all it would take from, from the model saying that there's an edge on Syracuse to to saying there's an edge on, on Clemson. Uh, I just, I just really like what I've seen from, from Clemson this season. I think they have fixed a lot of, a lot of the things. So the thing was, is like, they were still covering games last year, but what I was seeing with my eye telling me like, Hey, like there's, you know, this, this team's got some issues, but they were still mm-hmm. covering for the most part. Well, now it's like the opposite. They're, they're covering games and like my eyes is kind of aligning with, yeah, yeah. I, I think they're a little bit underrated for how they're playing yeah. this year. I think um, I'm going to go with DJ can't still can't say his last name after a year and a half. Um, I, I think that people are just still living in that world of, he wasn't very good at the beginning of last season. He's not a barn, uh, a world beater right now. Yeah, but he's, he, still, is, he still makes some mistakes, but he's, but he well. is, improved yeah. pr- pretty dramatically from, from last season. So you're starting, I'm you're on, starting to see the potential realized. Yeah. And so I would lean the other way. I would, I would lay the 13 and a half points with, with Clemson just because, you know, 11 a.m. crowd, I don't care. I, I think that Syracuse, I think is going to need a lot of luck to, to cover in this game. All right. Well, we'll, we'll let the model be the tiebreaker for our official lean. So I'll say official lean Syracuse, but a C grade pick since we do not align to zero units on this one. Since we disagree, I will say last thing I'll say about the side on this one is this feels a lot like James Madison last week where I said, hang Mm. on people. We're getting a Mm -hmm. little carried away with James Madison. I would say the same thing with Clemson. I've been high on them, but I think this is a little bit too much. I've been high on them for a long time. I was about to say, this just does not align with, with, anything from the past year I, and a half i know but at some point there is a there is a point yeah. where it's like there's an overreaction i just think we've gone too far um yeah but it will see uh total 49 and a half i have i have no feel for this total nope 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 yeah uh maybe maybe when we do have a feel for the total four here uh yes 
1230 Eastern kickoff Duke and Miami. Miami's a nine point favorite total of 58 sideline says it should be Miami minus 9.6. So sideline doesn't really like something either way. Sideline really wants you to get 10 with Duke. I think nine's good enough. I mean, for me, I've got Duke plus nine. And I've got the under 58. The question is just how do you feel about it? How passionate are you about um, the, the dog and the under in this one? Well, let's give the under 58 an A grade because I feel really good about that one. Um, Miami's FBS games this season have had totals of 37. Uh, I'm going to go with 26. The, then the one outlier, Middle Tennessee, where Middle Tennessee could just do no yeah. wrong. That one had a lot of points. Uh, only 51 with North Carolina. And when you, Which when is you impossible. 51 points with North Carolina, that's when you know flashing sirens here, yeah. fl- flashing lights. And then only uh, 34 with, with Virginia Tech. Uh, you know, we, we mentioned it in the Discord this past weekend why we did not play the under in the Miami Virginia Tech game. Yeah, it, didn't no take, it did not take very long in that game. I mean, it was like five minutes in, I had that game up, and I was like, why? Why? I was, yeah. yeah. We're all, why did we do this? Like, what, what were we thinking? Yeah. And so uh, we're, we're not making the same mistake yeah. here. So a grade on the under 58 in, in I, this game. I agree. And Duke and Virginia Tech are fairly similar, right? Yeah. I mean, the better defenses and offenses. Yes. M- much, much, uh, yeah, much better yeah. defenses is what I would say. Um, Duke. Uh, and so I, I think my thought there kind of aligns with, I would also lean toward take, taking the nine points here. Uh, Duke has been very competent this season. They, they beat Virginia. They only lost to Georgia tech by three. They only lost North Carolina by three. They only lost to Kansas by they, they, eight. They were, they were beating North Carolina with 30 seconds to go, needed a couple fourth down stops, just couldn't quite get it down the stretch. And there were a lot of people in the comments last week telling me I was crazy for giving Duke plus seven and a grade. I mean, they, they almost won the dang game. They, they did. They did almost win the game. So Duke's, uh, I, I would just say, competency this year, um, coupled with Miami's just terrible offense uh, for the most part. And, and what I would say about Miami's offense is you also have to remember the offenses that, that Mario Cristobal had at, at Oregon, none of which were ever, you know, just really yeah. great. And and maybe the most incriminating thing is when you think about what he did with Justin Herbert at the time he had there. And like, you look back now and it's like, man, just let him cook and do his thing. And, and your offense would have probably been really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, and, but you know, they just kind of you know, constrain him a lot. So anyway, where I'm going with this is I think there's a pattern with Cristobal teams and, and their offenses having, so there far. are still a few people out there who believe in him as like an offense. Offensive minded coach, and I'm like, I, I, I do not. No, I've, no, I've no, seen not I've at all. Seen it, or it's trolls. Maybe it's trolls. I don't know. But I, there's some people <laughs> yeah. out there who I think still are backing you, and I'm like, you, you're crazy. Yeah, and, and I mean, he, he's a good recruiter. So you recruit good enough players, like eventually that can talent can overcome even like so-so coaching uh, yeah. sometimes. And, and so I, I'm not giving you up hope on him being a, a really good coach and doing good things at Miami. But like just this year, their offense is not going to be it. So my my play on Duke would be correlated with. Yeah. Me thinking that this is going to be under, so I would go A grade on the under fifty eight, and I would go B grade on the plus nine with Duke. My my gut, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play devil's advocate here. My gut says mm-hmm. B grade as well. Okay. My gut says I want double digits for an A grade, but I'm wondering if the plus nine is clouding our judgment. If we just saw this as plus seven and a half, and said, "Wait, we're getting a touchdown and a hook," how is Miami going to win by more than two scores? Would we feel stronger about it? How is Miami going to win this by two scores? This feels just like the North Carolina game, but isn't North Carolina better than Miami? I know North Carolina's defense is a little bit worse, but like, I, I, yeah, think, I think North Carolina is better than Miami. And we saw what happened last week. Like, I, I, yeah. 
I, I, my gut says my, my first thought was B, but as I'm like, just analyzing this, I'm like, isn't this also kind of an A, like, wouldn't this be a B grade pick at Duke plus six and a half or we're like, Duke can keep this close. But once you get over a touchdown, like I, I, I feel like that we saw enough last week that we got seven with Duke. And I said, that was crazy. Isn't getting nine here against Miami crazy as well. I mean, it was a flip the location, but I just, yeah, I'm not that yeah. impressed with Miami at all. No, no, I, I'm not either. Yeah. I, I would not argue with you if you wanted to make this an A play. I I, th- I think it's an A grade play personally. Okay, that's, well let's do it. Let's du- double A grade play this. Let's have a low yeah. scoring ugly game, and then we don't have to care how it plays out as long as it doesn't get overtime yeah. and screw up our, our underplay. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, uh, one p.m. Eastern, Bowling Green at Central Michigan. Central Michigan's a six and a half point favorite. Sidelight says Central Michigan by almost ten. Central Michigan's ranked one hundred and fourth. Bowling Green is ranked one hundred and twenty second. Um, it's enough of an edge for me to think Central Michigan's a good play here under seven, but I don't feel that confident about it personally. I don't know. Maybe you, it, it's Bowling Green, like occasionally looks competent and occasionally looks like the worst team in the MAC, you know, mm-hmm. Ac- maybe Akron aside. Central Michigan sometimes looks solid and other times kind of lays an egg. I just, I don't know how confident I feel about laying the six and a half. Uh, what's your take on that? About once every episode, I ask myself, do we really have to talk about every game? Uh, and this is the <laughs> game that is making me ask that question, uh, th- th- this show. Um, I, I literally have nothing on this game. I, I would I would lean towards laying the points, but that is just a lean. I, I would not want to put anything on that. I would give that a C grade at, at best um, just because I am and have been low on, on Bowling Green. Um, so, you know. Central Michigan has been nothing to write home about, but when you look at Lou Nichols and, and uh, McElwain, the, the head coach there, like they're just overall a, a better team than, than Bowling Green. So, and, and let's look at Bowling Green, right? Got blown up by UCLA, hung in there early, but you know, mm-hmm. UCLA looks pretty solid now. Whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Lost in overtime at home to Eastern Kentucky, not good. Nope. Then Bowling Green beats Marshall. Okay, maybe they're solid. Then Bowling Green gets destroyed by Mississippi State. Whatever, we can give that a pass. Then Bowling yeah. Green only beats Akron by three and then gets beat by 31 at home to Buffalo. And then they beat Miami of Ohio. I, I, this team is just confusing to me. I don't yeah. know where to put them. I think I agree with you. I think let's give this a C grade with lean Central Michigan and anything under a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I think it gets to a B grade if it gets to five and a half, maybe six. Mm-hmm. At some mm-hmm. point, I, I it's a little stronger there if the number comes down. Yeah, I, I think I would say five and a half. Just because, because you the like, yeah, yeah, like because like like we said, who knows? Okay, I, I I'm fine with that. Yeah, so a lean here at six and a half. If it gets a five and a half, we're actually comfortable putting. But some but but I, yeah, but I but I I do like that we could potentially be zagging here. So you know, Bowling Green good last game. So let's zag and, and bet they're yeah. gonna have a bad game this time. Yeah, total of fifty five and a half. Any any words? I mean, I would play under at 55 and a half. Okay. With a B grade. Under 50, under 50 and a half B grade. No, no. Under You, you said under 55 and a half. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like, sure. No, yeah, no. Under 50, 55 and a half. Sure. I'd play 50.5. 50, 50. No. Okay. I'm not, no, I'm not. All right. I'm not touching this. All right. Pass for me as well on this one. Uh, it's it's fun to ignore some of these games. There's too many of them anyway. Yeah. Um, 3 p.m. Eastern. Rice at Louisiana Tech. Yeah, this is the one I have to why do we have to talk about this one? Um, <laughs> but viewers, stay tuned. Yeah. <laughs> Sideline says this should be rice minus 1.4. A three and a half's a lot for rice. And, and the model's been a little bit down on rice this year. So I I, I 
here's here's my take on this, and this is why I think grabbing the three and a half is the smart play with Louisiana Tech. The question is, is it worth investing in? And let me lay out the case for you. Let me see how convinced you are. Sideline says Rice minus 1.4. I know it's been a little down on Rice, but it can't be down by that much because Rice still isn't that good. So even if we are down a point and a half on Rice, and, and the model should be a point and a half higher on them, it would say Rice minus 2.9. Getting three and a half over that key number of three mm-hmm. still makes Louisiana Tech a decent play. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's the smart play on the right side, um, but given the model's bias against Rice, I definitely need some concurrence for you before we make that an official play that we would invest in. Oh, no, I would not invest in this. Rice 4-0 okay. against the spread the past four games. Uh, I think they've got it going in the right direction. Um, I would say if if you like Louisiana Tech in this game, I might play the money line because mm. if if Louisiana Tech wins this game, I think it has become a, a shootout, and I, I don't know if the points are going to matter, and I don't know if, if Rice has the horses to, to keep up if this game turned into a blowout. Like Rice wants this game to be in, in the 40s, low 50s at, at the top end, where La Tech wants this to be in the upper 50s or, or the mid 60s or, or something. So. So um, I, I don't think this is a good I- investment e- either way. But if you do lean towards Louisiana Tech, you might look at the the money line. And total 57? Nope. I, I think this is a, like UAB in Western Kentucky. You watch five minutes of it, yeah. and you might be able to tell. Okay, let me let me throw this out there. This would be a fun play for the viewer. Uh, maybe we'll attract something like this. I want to see your reaction to this based off what you just said, Cousin Jared. Parlay. Louisiana Tech money line and the over for half a unit. Take mm-hmm. the other half unit parlay rice minus three and a half, or maybe buy it down to three if you feel mm-hmm. like it. And the under, since those are correlated like that, you've got yourself a more of a, you know, it's not a, yeah. a great payout, but because the correlation there, yeah. is that seem like something that the way, the way you might, you yeah. either pick one of those or just play it safe and play both. And you're giving away a little bit of your profits, but you will. Yeah. Uh, yeah. o- overall profit off of that yeah I, I, I assuming assuming it plays out the correlated way we think it will yeah i i, I don't think that's a bad idea because i because i do think if this game goes over louisiana tech is probably one yeah so we always talk about the correlation in games and sometimes the parlays can actually make sense within that game uh the same game parlay thing being the catch sometimes they make the odds way terrible but if you're just doing standard parlays that's not the case so something to kind of consider that one if you're eyeing an investment on that game since we think the total and the sides are so correlated 3.30 Eastern, uh, Boston College and Wake Forest. Uh, I, I like this Wake Forest team. The model's really coming around on them. Um, I think 20 and a half is short. Sideline says 22.2. It's enough of an edge percent-wise, according to the math, for me to fight for Wake Forest and lay the 20 and a half. Um, do you feel strong enough on this to give it an A grade fading Boston College or – is it only a B grade pick because it's a lot of points? That's my question. Well, for I mean, y'all know you know how I feel about laying a lot of points. It's just not something that that I like to do. But definitely, Wake Forest is a side, so this is definitely a B a B grade um, okay. um, for me for sure. Uh, the total, I mean, who knows? Uh, the The issue here is that Boston College, even with Wake Forest's porous defense. Um, I, I'm not sure that Boston College can score enough points to, to get this one over. This feels like maybe a 38 to 17 game or like a 38 to 10 game. And, and so like, 
I don't know. Do you, do you have a strong feeling on the total? No, I, I think it's the same. I have the same issues, right? When you, you just, I just don't know how many Boston College are going to score. I don't know if it's close enough late for Wake Forest to keep trying. Yeah. If if Boston yeah. College accidentally scores 14 first half points. No, it's Wake, going over. It's, it's going, going over, over, right? Wake Forest is going to play most of this game and Wake Forest is going to put yeah. up, you know, 45 themselves, right? If, yeah. if, if, if it's, 24-3 Wake Forest at the half. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's not going over at all. So I don't yeah. have a feel for this total. I think it's a pretty highly variable total. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just looking at uh, Boston College schedule, they played Florida State and it was 44-14. to 14, So that one only got to 58. So like you could, I think you could very well see something like that here. Uh, it's just, I think there's a lot of ways this this goes under, which doesn't make me feel good about the under. I, I never feel good about an under in a Wake Forest game. Um, but but I just think there's a lot of game, ways this one can go under. I think the question is, do we have any evidence the Wake Forest can go under a total uh, like 61. I, I mean, the, the army game, maybe this plays out kind of like that, right? That was 55. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so uh, like, like in, in most of the scenarios where this game goes over, it's still like upper fifties. It's not like, mm-hmm. there's not a way where you're like, Oh man, this game is played, you know, the total in this game is up being 52. Like, yeah, like, I don't know if that necessarily um, it exists. So yeah, it's just, I, I think there's too much variability here. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so B grade pick for us on Wake Forest minus twenty and a half. BYU and Liberty three thirty Eastern. Uh, you know BYU. I, 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 how many weeks in a row now have I said like my narrative on BYU? My thought is I just don't think they're that good, and that yeah. continues to pay yeah. out. Um, I, I don't. I don't know about that that opening game against Baylor. They just if that was like all they had. We did talk in our season preview episode. We talked about the season wearing on being a grind for them. Mm-hmm. constantly playing good teams and that taking a physical toll on them. And I don't know how much that is the case, but I mean, we are just seeing that they just look worse every week. And yeah. um, now they get to go play a Liberty team that is six and one, but according to sideline ranked 80th and BYU is still 66. So it's a very soft six and one. Wow. BYU um, is 66. BYU is 66th. Wow. wow. Um, Sideline says this should be BYU minus 1.3. So that BYU's basically should be somewhere between a pick'em and minus three. Getting six and a half with Liberty is a steal, in my opinion. I love this Liberty side at this number. Seven would be even better. Um, but I mean, I think getting six, six and a half, seven, I think makes too much sense. Uh, BYU can't stop anybody. Uh, Liberty's yeah. going to score a lot of points. And BYU will score some points too. But I mean, in a shootout type game, um, give me the six and a half. I kind of like the total over 58 too. I, I, I just, it's not just the last week's game. It's that when you saw BYU Notre Dame, right? We loved that under and that game barely held on to the under. And that was with Notre Dame involved, right? Like, right. Uh, I don't think there are many teams that, uh, rival kind of the way that they play and slowing it down and the discrepancy between offense and defense, um, and again, like I said, as the week goes along, it just seems like BYU's offense is still humming along, but that defense just looks worse and worse and worse. I mean, I kind of think yeah. over 58, I kind of think let's grab the six and a half points. That's my take. Uh, what is yours? Uh, let's let's give the, the six and a half points. Uh, so is this going to be, be an A grade or a B grade? I'm good with an A. I, I would give it an A personally. Okay, let's do an A grade. Um, and, and part of the reason why – okay, so – Let's let's start with the, the bad the bad part first. Um, bad part Liberty, is is we're not going to talk about Liberty's last game. Okay, well uh, I didn't have to say it. Uh, Gardner <laughs> Gardner Webb also played Coastal Carolina pretty close. Like yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, 
but what I would say is liberally, 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 uh, liberty, 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 watching way too many calls. I hope that's not a, yeah, I hope that's not a copyright infringement. I don't think. Yeah. 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 Who's to say, um, Liberty has played their best games of the season when they've played their best competition. So only lost to Wake Forest by, by the one point beat UAB. Um, so they, they have one, one, one at Southern Miss one at Southern Miss. So they definitely had s- some good games. The problem is, is they played their worst games when they played their worst competition, like mm-hmm. Akron and then Gardner Webb um, last week. So I think this definitely qualifies a- as the former there, uh, a big game. So I think you're going to get their best effort. And I was um, watching the Arkansas BYU game and I cannot tell you how many times I asked myself, is BYU the worst defense in college football? Uh, because they, it was just like, I mean, it was unbelievable, uh, in my opinion, kind of what Arkansas did in that game. So give me the six and a half points uh, because who's going to stop who? And, and sure, if you feel good about the over 58, I, I cannot um, you know, wash my eyes fast enough uh, with what happened at BYU defense last week. So let's go over 58 with a B grade as well. Yeah, I was going to say, with, with respect to the over as well, uh, Liberty played Wake Forest earlier in the season, and that game had 73 points. And I'm yeah. like, at this point, who's to say the difference between Wake Forest and BYU? Like, they're not yeah. that different, which is a crazy statement to make D- based off what we yeah. thought coming yeah. into the season. But yeah, well, and offensively, like, BYU's not that far behind Wake Forest with regards yeah. to how, how much they're scoring. It's just, yeah. uh, they're obviously not as good as Wake Forest. I don't want to misspeak here. But yeah, the def- mm-hmm. defensively, they're, you know, probably a little bit worse than Wake Forest and offensively mm-hmm. they're maybe a little bit worse, but it's not by much. And so, yeah. uh, yeah, I, I think there should be a lot of points in this one. Um, where, where would we go for an A grade over on this? Like given that Liberty can play in high scoring games. Yeah. 55, 55. Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I feel like anything with a total range is 55. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ba- basically it is. All right. Uh, 3:30 Eastern Purdue and Wisconsin. Wisconsin is a short, Two and a half point favorite. Sideline says it should be Wisconsin minus two. So this is priced pretty well. Total is 51. Um, I, I I like Purdue in this spot for a couple of reasons. Number one, I still don't trust Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, I know now they look better with the interim coach, whatever. I just don't trust them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Purdue's kind of frisky. I think they're fun. I think they're the side you want to be on here. The question I have is just do we want to take two and a half or do we want plus odds on the money line? I would lean towards taking the two and a half because I okay. feel like we've seen Purdue play a bunch of two point games. Uh, you know, I've, I, you know, I don't know. I, I can't even tell you now. I got so angry. What the final score of the Syracuse Purdue game was? Yeah, I don't that, that was a crazy game. Uh, I, I know Purdue won won their last game by like two. When they played Maryland, did they win? They either won or lost that one by two points. They uh, won Purdue, by two. Yeah, Purdue seems to always find find a way to be in an awkwardly scored game where two and a half Purdue could be. lost by three to Syracuse. But if I remember correctly, that one had a bunch of late scoring and weird two point conversion stuff. Like it could have yes. easily been a one or two point game. If yes. I recall. Yes. Yeah. No, you're, you're recalling correctly. And, and so I would lean towards taking the two and a half points with Purdue. So let's give that a B grade. Uh, what's your thought on the total here? Because mine is under, because I could see a bunch of ways that, that this goes under. If, if Wisconsin win this game, when, this game i think it definitely goes under but i mean i could definitely see this being like 27 20 if if purdue wins and, and so like i think there's just a lot of ways that this game d- doesn't go over this number so i i think my, my question for you my question for you viewer is the same obviously you viewer cannot respond to me and we can't go back and forth about it but um 
what do we make of this new look Wisconsin with the new coach, right? They steamrolled uh, Northwestern on a game that I said, I love it, lay it. Uh, Northwestern's terrible. Like we said, we could just be talked about in an A yeah. grade against Northwestern no matter what, right? Um, yeah. Last week, a, a, losing to Michigan State, not good. Right, no. no. Which which almost makes you back to Purdue plus two and a half. Like where? I mean, is it just plus threes yeah. in A grade? But I mean, at some point, like at some I, point, yeah. it was Wisconsin just not that good. They lost to Michigan State. Like, what? yeah. And it, but but I think the question is, how do we feel about that game? Because that game had some points in it, but it also had some points because there were no red zone stops that led to field goals, and that's mm. going to be the difference in this total. Is mm. if that Michigan State game, if each team, if there were, what did they get to overtime at 21-21, one team stops the other for a field goal. It's 21-17, and it goes way under. And this yeah. whole new look Wisconsin scores a bunch of points turns into that was when they played Northwestern. <laughs> They're yeah, no different yeah. than the old Wisconsin, right? Yeah. As it turns out, all those turned into touchdowns, and the game ended up with 62 points because it went to overtime. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it was 28-28 in regulation. Either yeah. way, same same scenario. Like yeah. everything was touchdowns. Like it, it yeah. did not would not have taken much to get that under. Um, and, and if Jake were here, he would tell you that Michigan State's pass defense is is atrocious, and, and so that Purdue is going to be more of a test for uh, Wisconsin's offense than Michigan State was. Yeah, which. <sighs> Yeah, which I, I don't know. I, I guess all that to say on the total, it, I think you either have to love the under or Purdue. I kind of think it's one or the other, right? Yeah, because I think cause that it, makes sense. Because it's it's either you think that Purdue's going to score, but Wisconsin defense is good, it's going to keep it low scoring, or like you said, Michigan State isn't you know just a different animal than <laughs> Purdue is, and Purdue yeah. is going to pressure that Wisconsin defense in a way similar to uh, you know, the way Ohio state put up 52 uh, mm-hmm. remember how Illinois put up 34 yeah, <laughs> on them. Yeah. Right. So yeah. um, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't know what, I don't know what to make of all that. It's just, I feel like it's gotta be one of those ways. Yeah. So I, I guess after, after talking this out, I, I think obviously the thing I feel most comfortable about this is, is the two and a half points with Purdue. So let, let's make that a, a B grade with Purdue and just like, put a pin in this total for now. Maybe if it goes back up to like 52 or something like that, two and a half, and maybe we come back and, and revisit it. Uh, but yeah, let's, let's, let's go ahead and lock in uh, Purdue plus two and a half. And then plus three, a grade or plus three and a half, a grade. I, I think, I mean, again, cause that's partially how I think the game's going to play out where I think there's more ways it goes under. So I, I would probably say a grade at three. A grade at three. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern, Hawaii at Colorado State. Uh, my Rainbow Warriors coming through last yeah. week. Um, I still am high on Hawaii. Uh, I'm still not on Colorado State. Yeah. <laughs> um, a little bit of concern, Hawaii coming to the mainland. But that's I just what I was going to ask but, you: is but, how do we think that's still a thing? I mean, it I, is a thing, but like, how thing. big of a thing is it? Right, it is a thing because there you cannot argue with the the physical wear and tear. Tra- the, the flying that distance back and forth, right? That that mm-hmm. is a thing. Um, they played really well at San Diego State, mm-hmm. and they played fairly well at New Mexico State. The box score tells you it was a lot closer than the final score yes. would indicate. Yes. yes, this is at altitude in Colorado State. That's the only mm-hmm. fears. Now you're talking about travel to the mainland and altitude. 
Mm-hmm. I don't. I still think four and I think I still think grab the four and a half. But just the question mm-hmm. is just how confident are we in that? Um, Southern says four point four. I just think I just like I said. I just think Hawaii is on the way up. I like what they're doing. Um, mm-hmm. It's just I, I and I, and I think it could be a tight, low scoring contest. I told you I'll take the under last week in the Nevada Hawaii game. That worked out as well. I would tell you to take the yeah. under here as well. It's just it's a tight, low scoring ball game. The question is just. Is the altitude, the travel, is that more going to make it, you know, Colorado State 17-10 or can it be 17-14? So I'm on the dog and I'm on the under. So I'll I'll let you take it from there and see if we can land on a consensus here. Uh, So definitely uh, I would say take the four and a half points as well. That would be a B grade uh, for me just because Hawaii coming to the mainland. I I don't know what number I'd have to get to get an A grade, probably like seven. It it would have to be uh, quite a large number there for me to get A grade level confidence. Ah, Man, 46 is a low number, man. Um, And I think about, well, no, um, yeah, sure. Like I said, you're never going to have to try to convince me very hard to get me to play and under. So if you if you feel pretty good about this, I feel like you've been on uh, you've you've uh, got Hawaii pegged fairly well for the most part this season. Uh, so if you feel good about the under 46, then I'll, I'll go with you with B grade on that as well. I, I I do, and I would I'm I'm pushing for an A. Look, let's look at Colorado State. Okay, let's throw out the Michigan game. That's fine. Yeah, yeah against yeah. Middle Tennessee State, that game, which was uh, uh, you know a score fest for them, had mm-hmm. uh, f- what fifty three points. Mm-hmm. Washington State, they got clobbered in. That one had forty five points. Mm-hmm. Um, sac- they lost to Sacramento State by thirty one. I don't even know what to do with that. Uh, coming back to Nevada, that had thirty one points last week against Utah. State 30 points. I mean, um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. just it's just low scoring, ugly. Like I said, 17-10, 17-13, 17-14. That's where this game's sitting. I don't think this game gets to 40. I think it stays at like in the 30s, honestly. I, like mm. I said, I feel like I'd push for an A grade on this one personally. And if there's any ill effects from Hawaii traveling, it's probably going to affect the offense more than the defense because it's going to okay. affect you know, the rhythm of the time and the passes and everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, if you feel that strongly about it, then we can go A grade on the, on the under 46. All right, all right. So A grade on the under and then B grade on Hawaii plus four and a half. And I'm like, you yep. to give this an a grade for hawaii I, I, you're actually a little more aggressive than i would be i might want seven and a half or even something higher mm-hmm. just because sure. it, it, sometimes it's just has not gone it has not gone well for them historically this is not just a one-year thing i right. could easily see colorado state winning this game you know 17-7 right something mm-hmm. like that you know or, or, or 20 to 10 you know and so mm-hmm. i would need a really big number before i got to a grade i think hawaii in the points is smart because if the direction they're going is right i think they can pull the upset color state's garbage but right right um there's just too much variability for me to, it, it's really all about the variability and i hope viewer i hope that's what you're picking up on sometimes the difference between an a and a b grade it's sometimes about the number and it's sometimes about the amount of variability we think if we think we have a pretty narrow band of what we think is going to happen it makes you feel a lot better than if it's a wider range of outcomes and this one has a wider range of outcomes i can see why winning i can see them losing or 17 to 3 just not showing up yeah uh, i yeah. cannot see this game going over <laughs> 46 yeah. like i said yeah. i would i i would i'm gonna go ahead and make a call on this one and say it doesn't get to 40 i think okay. it's gonna be ugly, ugly midday football that everyone ignores because who would watch this game yeah i agree uh, can you watch this game can you? Maybe not, yeah. right? With Hawaii. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, another game that might not get a lot of eyeballs. 4 p.m. Eastern, uh, Vanderbilt at Missouri. <sighs> I liked backing Missouri 
twice. Uh, I think they were off last week. Uh, twice the last two weeks before that, as dogs, they covered both easily. Once against Georgia, once against Florida, they should have won the Florida game. They outplayed them. Yeah, they did. Um, I don't. I, I think in the Discord, I messaged during the Florida game. I was like, "This Missouri team is awesome. They're doing making us so much money. I can't wait for them to lose next week to Vanderbilt." And then I looked at their <laughs> schedules like, holy crap, the next game is Vanderbilt. It's just they have a buy in between. So now they get to lose to Vanderbilt based off my prediction. Yeah. And the reason I say that is, isn't that what Missouri does? Like at some point, how do I get this? It's different players, right? It's not the same players, but like this mm-hmm. feels like what Missouri does, right? And, and, and you know, look good and upstart team and going to win eight or nine games in the SEC and compete. And they're hanging right in there with the, with the big boys. And then they go mm-hmm. out and they just lay an egg against someone yeah. that they should crush. So, I mean, I, I'm nervous about this game if I'm a Missouri fan because this feels like a game that they have blown in years past. Uh, mm-hmm. Sideline says it should be Missouri minus 14 and a half. I think right now it's minus 14 even money. So, Sideline likes that, says there's a little bit of an edge there. Uh, totals 52. What's your take on this game? Uh, man, so I think uh, I just – I haven't – felt great about what I saw from Vanderbilt. And the reason that I say that is because, like I said, I, a couple of weeks ago, I watched almost the entirety of that Vanderbilt and Ole Miss game. And Vanderbilt was leading in that game. They were in that game at halftime. They were in that game early in the third quarter. And it's almost like Vanderbilt like didn't want to win the game. It's like they they had no interest in trying to stay in the game. Uh, there was just a lot of things there that kind of made me question like how uh, – I don't know. It just left me with a very bad feeling. Like it was almost like I, I know that you're not comfortable running an up-tempo offense. I know Ole Miss is making you uncomfortable. But like at some point you got to do what you got to do to try to win this game. you got to try to pick up the tempo. you got to try to do something different. And, and um, they just seemingly um, – we're not willing to do that. And, and so I, my fear taking the points with Vanderbilt here is that they get down early and then just at, absolutely do, do nothing different. And uh, Missouri's defense ha- has played admirably the, mm-hmm. the past few weeks. And so I could see Missouri it's, getting up. To me, it's all about motivation for Missouri. If Missouri comes out and plays the way yeah. they've been playing, they should, they should handle Vanderbilt easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, no doubt about that. I agree with you completely. From Nexus' standpoint, yes, the way they played defensively, Vanderbilt doesn't score. Yeah, so so I would give a probably a C grade to to uh, laying the points with Missouri, um, just because I don't like necessarily what I've seen from Vanderbilt the past few weeks. The total, I, I think this this goes, I mean, plays perfectly to to the two things that that I just said is that. Vanderbilt plays extremely slow, and I think that Missouri's defense has been playing well the past few weeks. So I would lean towards the under fifty two here. I definitely want to play on the under. Okay. You could talk me into laying the points of Missouri. I know I joked earlier about Missouri losing to Vanderbilt. Yeah. Here's, here's the thing about Vanderbilt that I, that I just want to talk about. Let me just see how you react to this. Mm-hmm. Vanderbilt comes out the first week and they crush Hawaii on the road. And we think mm-hmm. Vanderbilt's improved and they are improved for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, they beat an FCS school. Uh, lose a home to Wake Forest. Probably by more than they should have, you know, and that mm-hmm. was uh, – you know, a little bit of a, a disappointment. And they went on the road and beat Northern Illinois. Again, they're an improved team. First four games, you got positive vibes out of this. Mm-hmm. Then they get drunk 55 to three to Alabama. Get a bye week. And it 
seems like they come out of the bye week, play Mississippi the best football that they've played in the first half, mm-hmm. and then the second half happened. And yep. then that carried into last week where Georgia beat them 55 to zip. You could talk me to laying the 14 as a B great pick with Missouri because I'm a little bit nervous that this we had a bye week off of the Alabama. We washed that from our brains and we went to Ole Miss and look how well we played at the beginning of the game. And then when that mm-hmm. fell apart, look how that carried into Georgia. Now there's not a bye week. How is that going to carry into this week? Yeah. So I guess you could talk me into Missouri minus 14 under the premise that this game finishes like Missouri 38 to three. Um, mm-hmm. Just because if they show up, they should be fine. And I'm just really nervous. The wheels have fallen off at Vanderbilt after these last three games. I mean, that's three brutal games yeah. Yeah. losing by 100 points to Bama and Georgia. And then sandwich that with, again, a good half of football against Ole Miss. And then the second half disaster. So I, I definitely want an underplay uh, as well. I don't think Vanderbilt scores that many points. 52 is a, a key number. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I feel like that's an A grade under at 52. Um, mm. Personally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'd give Missouri minus 14 a B grade, but that, I, I, you can talk me down from either one of those if you, if you, if you want. Well, let's go, let's no, let's go a grade on, on the under then. Uh, because like I said, I, I feel like that goes perfectly with kind of what my thoughts were on this game. Um, it, it, it's, it's, B, it's B minus for me on Missouri minus 14. So you guys like said you could, you could get me to the B or you could drop me to the C. I can go either way. Uh, I think I'm going to drop it to a C. Okay. I, I just, uh, 14 just seems like on the edge. 13. From, if it were like 11, yeah, 11. if it were 13, I'd say, I'd say, a, 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 yes, at 13, I would say a B grade. B grade if it were too. like 10, you could get me to an A grade. Yeah, but, I agree. But like, I just, oh, 14, I, to me, I, I see a lot of ways this, this pushes at 14, I guess. Okay. All right. So thir- 13 B grade though. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That makes, makes a lot of sense. I'm down with that, but A grade on the under 52. Uh, three night games we're going to talk about on this episode. 7.30 Eastern, UCF at East Carolina. I've been riding UCF here lately. Uh, let's do it again. Uh, mm-hmm. UCF minus five. Uh, let's lay the five with them. Sideline says 8.8. Uh, I mean, sideline says we should be on one side of a touchdown, and we're on the other side of a touchdown. I mean, this one seems pretty clear cut and dry here. I want to be on UCF minus five. The only question is A or B grade is my opinion. Total mm-hmm. of 65 and a half. Um, I think East Carolina is just mediocre and mm. sideline has UCF ranked 18th. I mean, yeah, we talked about crazy. this. We talked about this UCF, UCF team from the very start. I said, there was a chance this team is a top 25 team. And I think, I think the week I said that they laid an egg, but since that egg, I think they've come out and played pretty well every single they week. They have, they have. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I've been wrong on, on UCF. Uh, I, I, I have been, I've been correct on UCF a couple of times, but it was by dumb luck. That, that I ended up being being right on, on them and and so like for instance one game I, I played the under I said it was too many points I, I think that UCS UCF's offense has has some issues and the thing was is that their defense played lights out and their offense mm-hmm. was great and, and so that game went under because their defense played so well so I've been wrong on UCS so let's remedy that sideline is saying that there's a, a pretty big discrepancy here so I I will give this an A grade on, on UCF laying the five points as well um, I like it. 65 and a half uh man um you you could have talked me into an under on this if it uh, wasn't for the fact that they scored 70 last week yeah yeah <laughs> know, i'm like whoa yeah it, i think <sighs> i would probably still lean towards the under just because the um memphis ecu game what what was that was that tied at 23 23 
um, when it went to overtime uh, or was it 30, 30? I, I can't remember. I think it was, um, no, it was 30, 30 when it, when it went to overtime, that game um, got wild. I mean, it, it, it did, it did get, it get wild, so wild, which I should have, I should have known. I shouldn't have. It's Memphis. We should've. I shouldn't, shouldn't have gotten involved. Uh, hey, with that. but hold on. We have to celebrate the moment here that we all took Memphis plus points and, and yeah, and it, it covered. And that's like the first time that's ever happened in a Memphis game. I think. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think I would lean to it, to, to, to the under here just because it's a lot of points. Uh, 65 is one of the keyish numbers in, in the 60 area. And so like you get on the top side of the 65. So, you know, let's, I would say do the under, but I don't feel confident about that. I, I don't either. Uh, ECU South Florida had, um, 66 in it. The Memphis game got, got pretty drunk. Um, mm-hmm. yep. ECU old dominion had 60 in it. And I think that UCF at this point is oh, yeah. a higher scoring team than old dominion is. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, I agree with you in that. I think I would go under rather than over, but I don't think I could play it. I think this one would right. to go under. I'd be looking for like some, maybe under, you know, 69 and a half under 70 or something. And I don't think we're going to see that number. So, but I don't, no. but I don't think I'd play over either unless it got a lot lower. Cause like you said, 65 and a half is a lot for a non like big 12 type game. And this doesn't feel quite like that. The Oklahoma States or the techs or the, whatever that we're talking about, that we think there'll be just a ton of points in. Um, yeah. So I don't think I'd go over either, but uh, a great play on UCF minus five for us on that one. Uh, 7.30 Eastern, Minnesota at Penn State. This one, of course, is of note because of the injury to the Minnesota quarterback. Poor Minnesota, you know, key, you know, running back, one of the best running backs in the country. It's hurt, comes back, now quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and their best receivers out for the season as well. So like, not ideal. the records show that. No, no, not terrible ideal. injury luck. Uh, injuries aside, just based off of the metrics of how they've done this season, along with what we projected coming into this season, sideline says this should be Penn State minus 1.1. But this is one where you kind of got to put a big asterisk on that, throw that out, whatever you want to mm-hmm. do with it, because I don't know how to adjust this number for the quarterback situation, but I'm not treating Penn State minus 1.1 as a realistic gauge of this because Minnesota is not at full strength. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, kind of just – there, that's been said. Now we can throw that out and say, how do we feel about Memphis, about Minnesota and Penn State? Uh, a Penn State team that um, pretty solid, but I mean, they just got thumped by Michigan. Of course, that's Michigan. Minnesota mm-hmm. is no Michigan. So we have to, of course, uh, keep that in mind. Uh, total is 44 and a half. I definitely am leaning under, but I am sad that it's 44 and a half, not 45. <laughs> I will mm-hmm. say that much. Because uh, yeah. Jared, what is your take on this one? I, I mean, okay. So for, for me, the, the Penn State game, I mean, I laid the seven points with, with Michigan last week. I thought Michigan was was pretty good. Michigan is up to, to fourth in sidelines uh, ratings there. And so I, I think that just says a lot more about Michigan than it does about, yeah, about Penn agree. State. Uh, so. I would say kind of for me, not completely setting that aside, but definitely weighting that more towards, towards Michigan there. I think this is you lay the points with Penn state or, or pass. I think this is going to be a a bounce back spot for them and Minnesota in a game where whoever won that Illinois game last week um, was 
in the driver's seat, uh, you know, pinning the game with Purdue in the driver's seat for the Big Ten West. And so now I think that Minnesota ha- has potentially lost some of what they wanted to play for for the season. Whereas Penn State, I mean, I, you know, not not saying this in a disparaging way, but this is kind of what Penn State does every season: lose lose to Michigan or lose to Ohio State, kind of you know lose control of the Big Ten East preseason, and then they kind of usually always find a way to bounce back and finish, you know, ten and two, nine and three, um, something mm-hmm. like that. So um, I, I think this is Penn State or pass. Me personally, I, I think I like a play on the Penn state money line here if you were looking for a slightly different angle on it just because i think it's going to be very difficult for for minnesota to, to win this game could minnesota you know ugly this thing up and end up being a uh, penn state winning 23 20 sure uh, i i could definitely see that as a potential outcome but i just don't know if i see any way that, that minnesota goes into happy valley and, and pulls off the upset without morgan a quarterback so um i, I would lean towards laying the four points with Penn state, but I may even like Penn state on the money line a little bit more. Minus one ninety five is the current money line price. I tend to agree. I think it's gonna be a low scoring game and that lends itself to laying four is a little bit scarier, but in a low scoring game, the probabilities bunch up pretty heavily there. So, you know, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't lay minus one ninety minus one ninety five on a money line in a, minus four situation with a total of 70 that Mm. wouldn't make a lot of sense right but in a total south of 45 i'm kind of with you there so a b b grade money line penn state minus 195 yeah let's do it okay and and the total i mean is is the buy point 45 or is this we'd still play it under to 42 yeah so 41 uh, 41 really yeah my my thought is it's a it's a B grade under right now up until maybe forty one and A grade at forty five and a half. It's kind of my thought, but yeah. Uh, so Michigan ran for four hundred yards <laughs> against Penn State. Could is Minnesota? That a lot? Yeah, it is. It is a lot. Last but they had to respect the pass game too. Yeah, that is true, which they don't have to do here because that's just what I was going to ask. Could Minnesota just literally not pass the ball and, and run for like almost three hundred yards? And, and no, I don't think so. Okay, so I mean, I don't think they have the. I also don't think they have the linemen that Michigan has. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I definitely like the the under here um, because okay. who's who's going to score? I think um, yeah. you know best best case scenario, one team gets to twenty seven, and, and the other team in in that scenario probably has only gotten to like fourteen or something. So maybe yeah. maybe this game gets to forty one. Yeah. Maybe. So and so I like that. Lock in the B here, or wait, maybe gets to forty five. Yeah, I would say wait, maybe get to 40. Uh, I don't know, because I wouldn't want to go below 44. I mean, I'm not saying I wouldn't play mm. it below 44, but I think there's a lot of extra value there. So, okay. Um, so you think lock in the B? Let's lock yeah, in let's the, lock in the B grade at 44 and a half. Yeah. All right. So B grade on the under 44 and a half, B grade on Penn State money line at minus 195. Yeah. Uh, APM Eastern, Kansas State at TCU. This one should be another fun Big 12 game. I mean, this yeah. round robin with the Big 12 with all the teams pretty good makes for some fun matchups, I have to say. Sideline says TCU minus 4.7. I'm not going to say this is a letdown spot for TCU, but I mean, anytime you have a situation like last week with the overtime and the comeback and the rush in yeah. the field or whatever, you do have to wonder about the team's. Uh, you know, where they're at the next week. Kansas State's looked amazingly good this year if you take away the Tulane loss, which still, mm-hmm. I was on Tulane, and I said that was too many points against a good Tulane team. I've liked Tulane all season, it seems like. Um, 
but that still was a surprising loss in Manhattan, Kansas. I mean, you take that away and you got another pair, another undefeated matchup in the Big 12, it seems like every time you turn around. Yeah, uh, yeah. The only reason they're not undefeated is they're beating each other up again, except for this one with Tulane, you know, being the weird yeah. one. But I mean, a sideline is TCU 14th, Kansas State 19th. It should be a really good game here. Uh, total is 55 and a half. And I have to say, I've, I've had a pretty good feel for these big 12 totals. Mm-hmm. I think you just got to throw Kansas state out on the big 12 totals though, because it, you just don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. And that's a credit to really good coaching. Uh, yeah. you know, they can zig and zag. They can come up with a really strong defensive game plan and say, here's how we're going to attack you. Here's how we're going to slow you down. Here's how we're going to keep our offense on the field. Or they can apparently like we saw against Oklahoma, just run and gun and just say, you can't stop us. Nanny, nanny, boo, boo. Right. So yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to do with Kansas state total. So for me, it's a pass on the total. Um, what is Sounds your good to me. Cousin Jared? No, I, I completely agree with you on, on the total. If you don't have a feel one way or the other, I definitely don't have, have a feel either. Um, you, you mentioned that this is a, a letdown spot for for TCU. I was I was not uh, partic- particularly impressed with with TCU for the majority of that game against Oklahoma State, yeah. but the way that they came back and won, I I almost think that that's almost a, a boost uh, to them. Kind of the, the way they they won that game, um, even in, in double overtime. You know, just. Again, I, I wasn't very impressed how the game started out, and they seemingly got got better as the game went on and eventually pulled it out. So, man, I mean, like you said, Kansas State just the one blemish with the with the Tulane loss, but I just, I, I just, I think TCU is really good, especially offensively. Uh, you know, we we thought that. Um, <laughs> You know, look, looking back at that Oklahoma game with with, with Kansas State, knowing what we know now, uh, it's almost like, it, you know. Oklahoma was in that game until the end. What's TCU going to do when when they have a defense that is quite a bit better than than Oklahoma's defense is? And, and TCU's defense isn't great, but but it's better than Oklahoma's is. And, and so I think I would lean towards laying the three and a half points here. I just think that TCU is really good, and I think they're going to be able to put up points in, in bunches. But obviously, as as the the Big Twelve expert, I, I want to know what you think. I, I agree with you. It's almost the same thing we talked about with the total in the Minnesota Penn State game where you were like, you know, I don't want this number to move. I mm. agree with you. I want three. You know, TCU minus three, I think, is a fantastic play. I, I don't want it to go to four, though, right, mm. or four and a half. So yeah. I kind of think B-grade pick on TCU now, and if it drops to three, we can add the A-grade play. I tend okay. to agree also when you look at the comparison of both of these teams having played Oklahoma – Yes, I know that Gabriel got injured, but even if you just take the first quarter of that game when he wasn't injured, TCU just stomped them. And Kansas State beat them, but it was just a it was just one team was like, oh wow, they're beating Oklahoma. And the other team was like, whoa, they are killing Oklahoma. You know? Yeah. yeah. It was just two different worlds. And so I I do think that TCU's a a better team. Uh, I'd love three. I still like this though at three and a half or four. I don't like it at four and a half. That becomes Okay. Really a dead spot to me. And Sideline would agree with that again, saying 4.7. Um, I will say, I'm going to throw this out on the record now. West Virginia, Jake's over on West Virginia has some life in surprising ways. You look at TCU schedule last week, this week for TCU, next week at West Virginia, the following week, home against rival Texas Tech. I mean, this is a horrible spot next week for TCU at West yeah. Virginia. Somehow West Virginia is going to win six games and they do not deserve <laughs> to, but they're getting teams at the right times. Uh, yeah. But it's not, it's not a look ahead spot. I'm not saying TCU's look, I, this week. I'm just saying next week is a bad spot for TCU. But I think after last week, 
this week, a big game here, night game, crowd should be fired up. Yep, um, yep. And, and, and I think they'll be looking to keep that undefeated record. So I think they can get the job done. We just got to hope they don't win by a field goal. And that's why it's, I think a B grade, not an A. And, and very good point there about this game being in, in Fort Worth because if this game were in, in Kansas State, uh, it would be completely different, different on the handicap, for, for in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. One of the one of the stronger uh, home edges in college football. A lot of them reside in uh, really the Big Twelve and the SEC. Uh, yeah. You got a couple in the Big Ten and a couple, you know, maybe Oregon really, I guess, would be the, the one out in the uh, in the Pac-12. But I mean, a lot, a, yeah. a, a lot of them in the Big Twelve, partially the travel. Man, that one just Manhattan is a fun atmosphere. Um, yep. But yeah, different different story there than in Fort Worth. So, be great pick for us on TCU minus three and a half. Would love three if it gets there, uh, but want to lock this in because three and a half is a better number than four. Yep. All right. Any parting words? Nope. Let's let's do this again tomorrow. We'll do it again tomorrow. We'll bring Jake along. We will run through the uh, kill the clock offense with him where he'll come back and make all the plays on all these other games. Um, so otherwise, that's all we got. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can ensure all the sports betting content. We provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. Again, we'll see you tomorrow with more college football content, baseball content throughout the week, nonstop action here. As always, best of luck. And remember, you need your betting money, but please, don't bet you're eating money.